nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett, and Lee. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America. Your host, Don Q. It is August 16th. Let's go. Alright, guys. Sorry, I kind of... <laughs> fucked up in the beginning there i was i was reading something and i lost track of the music there but here we are today is august 16th it's wednesday how's everybody doing out there today it is hump day right a lot of humping going around all right let's go all right guys let's get into the business here real quick Uh, a couple of things guys please Make sure whatever whatever uh, podcast app you're listening to this on, you uh, go ahead and follow the show, subscribe to the show. It doesn't cost you one red cent, not one penny. Everything is free. But speaking about being free, while you're on the podcast app, guys, if you would please go ahead and visit the DTOM store. The link is at the bottom of the page there. You'll see it says DTOM store. Click on that. Check out the stuff in there. If you feel so inclined, please make a purchase. I got a couple t-shirts, tank tops, uh, gym shorts, some uh, glassware, some cups, you know, just different crap. Check that out, guys. That helps with the uh, the running of the show. So if you uh, can check that out, that'll help me out a lot as far as advertising, paying for uh, subscriptions to, to run the show, and so on and so forth. And also, guys, if you would like to follow us on social media, we are Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you are not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. From any of those situations, you can email the show, message the show. I will answer you personally. Uh, I will not have one of my plebes. I don't have plebes. I'm the plebe. (laughs) So, all right. Anyway, check it out. Uh, If you need to message me, you want to tell me any something, any something. If you want to tell me anything, uh, shoot me a message. Shoot me some ideas. Shoot me something's going on in your area, in your country, wherever you're at. You can do so there. Okay. 
Now, today I was thinking, like, what what am I going to talk about today other than the obvious? Like, we have the obvious, right? We've got two obvious stories to talk about. So, one, obviously, Trump indicted yet again from uh, Georgia, right? So I'm not going to go into the details. I'm not going to go into all the bullshit. You guys know the story. Um, so this makes four, if I'm not mistaken. So it's, is it four? Georgia, yeah, Georgia, D.C., Florida, and New York, right? So whatever. I don't know what to think. Uh, you, I, I'm in all in all honesty. I'm getting tired of all the bullshit. I mean, just to be frank about it all. I don't know who to pick for president. I don't know who not to pick. Uh, I think when it boils down to it, when you look at all this stuff, they're indicting Trump for bitching about losing the election or whatever his thought process is. Whether he's got proof, doesn't have proof, he's just crying to cry, or he has legitimate proof, I don't know. I don't know. Okay? Um, but it's no different than what every other fucking politician that loses does. And I'm not just talking about presidents or, or wannabe presidents. Look at Stacey Abrams lost the governor's election in in Georgia. Did she get arrested? Did she get indicted? No. Look at all the stuff that Hillary did when Trump beat her. Look at all the stuff um, Al Gore did. And, and I'm just naming a, a few big things. I'm sure if you did a deep dive down from presidents to senators, congresspeople to judges in your neighborhood to mayors to governors to whatever, you lost. You can cry about it. Cool. <laughs> whatever. Are these indictable offenses? I mean, obviously, he got indicted but you know what's the old saying you can indict it you can get a ham sandwich indicted or whatever so whatever like i said before when when a story gets so overtaken so like right now we have well there technically is three stories that everyone harps on for a day or two right now we've got three okay Biden and it, and it's it's interesting how it works. So when anything ever comes up about Hunter Biden or the Biden crime family, something major happens. Whether it's a Trump indictment, a Trump this or a, a fire or a whatever, just to put that away. So we have the Hunter and the Biden crime family thing over here. You got the Trump thing over here. We got the Maui thing over there. So of those three things, I'm going to talk about one of them, and you'll just have to wait to see what I have to say about that one thing. But this other thing caught my eye. Now, this was yesterday. Ex-FBI exec uh, pleads guilty to quietly aiding sanctioned Russian oligarch. Now, why do I care? Why do you care? Why should any of us care? Okay. So, I'm going to read this story. This is from the New York Times. Charles, 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 Charles McGonagall wants the uh, respected head of the counterintelligence for the FBI in New York pleaded guilty on Tuesday to conspire 
to conspiring to violate U.S. sanctions and laundering payments from a Russian oligarch. Monogle 55 is now staring up to five, uh, staring down up to five years in prison as part of a plea deal. The feds downgraded their initial charge. That McGonagall actually violate U.S. sanctions to a conspiracy charge. McGonagall had McGonagall gone to trial and been convicted on the initial charge. He could have been sentenced up 20 years behind bars, blah, blah, blah. So once again, who cares? Here's why I care. This is an FBI agent. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because the FBI is is in the news in different factions, whether it's Trump and the whole dossier and all that bullshit, whether it's Biden and them covering up the uh, the laptop, whether it's the raid on the one dude. <laughs> you know, I had his name memorized because I knew I was going to talk about this, and here I fucking forgot Craig something or another, Robertson, I think it was. So, shit, Don, come on. Yeah, oh, shit, I was right, Craig Robertson. <laughs> you know, the the raid on his house over the, the thing, and I'm going to get into that in just a second also. So, this is the guy that was the head of the counterintelligence of the FBI, which means he was involved in Ukraine situations, Russian situations, right? I mean, essentially, counterintelligence for the FBI is kind of like the investigation f- part of the of the CIA. It's, it's basically you're working on intelligence, okay? CIA, right? What is the CIA? I know it's not the FBI. It's two different entities, but Central Intelligence Agency. We know them as spies. So this guy was the counterintelligence for the FBI, the head of of that department. I would be curious to know who else in his department was playing ball. But that's my whole point to all this. I don't know Charles McGonagall. I give two fucks about Charles McGonagall. I don't care. My point is, is these, (laughs) the, the FBI is a crooked fucking situation. I've gotten to the point now you hear, you always hear the term three letter uh, agencies, the three letter agencies, right? They're all pieces of shit. And we've been taught in, in this country anyway, through media, through TV, especially to that. The FBI is so great. You know, think of all the TV shows that involve the FBI and you never see anything bad about what they're doing. It's always good things, right? You see shows like the X-Files. Um, and that's the only show I can think of. No, Criminal Minds, just to name a couple. Those are two that I used to watch. You know, used to watch X Files back in the day, and I used to watch a lot of Criminal Minds. And you know, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. That's you know, I wonder if that really is how it is. But now you look at stuff like this, and think of how crooked this organization is. And I'm not saying that I don't know how many people work for the FBI. Don't give a shit. That's not my point. And I'm not saying that every single one of those people are crooked pieces of shit. But I'll tell you this. One thing is for sure, if you work for the FBI and you are not a crooked son of a bitch, you might want to go find something else to do. Because I have a feeling deep down inside that one day that agency is no longer. Now, I'm not sitting here calling for the abolishment of police or abolishment of the FBI. I'm not saying that, but you cannot tell me 
for one second that you can't believe that that agency needs a, needs a serious restructuring from the top to the bottom. It is it is just a crooked entity. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is talking about Craig Robinson. Okay, so we talked about this the other day on the show. I think it was the 11th. So what was that Friday? I think um, where you, you had the gentleman whose house was raided by the FBI at like six o'clock in the morning. Okay. Um, we don't know the details. We can speculate the details. I, I even speculated that I'm sure that wasn't their first visit to this gentleman's home. Right. So they knew what they were getting into, but found out a little more information on the whole situation. Craig Robertson had a ring doorbell at his front door. Ring can't, you know, one of those camera doorbells. I have one. I have plenty of cameras at my house. Before knocking or whatever, they covered the camera with tape. Now, why would you do that? Now, one could say, oh, well, they did that because uh, they, they wanted the element of surprise. They didn't want to, they felt like if they rang the doorbell or knocked on the door, he would look on his camera, on his ring app on his phone or whatever, and see it was the FBI and he'd get all armed up. Okay. Newsflash for you guys that don't have a ring doorbell or ring cameras. If that was your thought process, he knew when you were walking up. You don't have to ring the doorbell for him to know someone was coming to the door. My doorbell set to uh, notify me if someone was in so many feet of my door or the side of my house or the back of my house. So you can't tell me that you <laughs> he didn't know. Okay, and he had suspected that they were going to be back because he had posted it on his Facebook. Their mission with this guy, for whatever reason, was to kill him. Now, why would you feel the need to kill a, I think it was 70-year-old man that made idle threats to the president and whoever else? However, how many other people in recent history have made threats on Facebook or social media or whatever to a sitting president, an ex-president, a, a about-to-be president. I mean, hell, Robert Kennedy Jr. is getting death threats all the time. I don't see people getting killed on his behalf, right? So why him? And I said on the show the other day, I said, this had nothing to do with him per se. He was an example. And this is why I say that. Because Biden, just on vacation, yet again this past weekend, was in Delaware, wherever, whatever beach, I don't recall, I don't give a shit, whatever. He's on vacation. I mean, he's back now, but nonetheless. Sitting on the beach with his wife, and I, I, I remember seeing one of the pictures, and it wasn't even a picture, it was video. And it was like him and like two or three other people. So I'm assuming wife. I know Jill, I saw Jill and then there was a couple other people there. What you didn't see in this video was Secret Service. 
Okay. Well, Don, they could have been standing off camera. Okay, true, true. But how far away does the does the CIA or CIA does the Secret Service get away from the president? Okay. Now, surely they close down the beach and no one's allowed on the beach. And I obviously you probably see someone running up, and I get all that. But <laughs> you're the Secret Service, and you're. 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 feet away from the president, letting him sunning and fun with his with with his people out there, and he's drinking a cold one, maybe, maybe not, I don't know, drinking milk and magnesia. And he's, uh, they're talking about whatever, about eating little kid, little kids' brains or <laughs> sucking babies' blood. Who's to say it doesn't necessarily, okay, and, and, and I'm not, and I'm not, suggesting this in any stretch of the imagination so let me let me let me say this for i'm painting a picture for you guys okay and this is and this goes back to craig robertson okay seven year old man killed by the police his facebook pro his facebook um post that he put on facebook talking about wanting to kill biden and whoever else wanting and he post a picture of him with his sniper rifle wanting to clean off a sniper rifle so he could take some long distance da 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 whatever he was saying Okay. You kill him to make an example. Obviously, he may have been a threat. He might have not have been a threat. I don't I don't know. Words are words, actions are a whole other situation. Okay. My point being is this if you were so threatened by this seventy year old man who made threats on Facebook and had pictures of him with his guns and with his with his uh, sniper rifle and this, that and the other thing. Why would you allow the president a week later, not, not even a week later, be in an open space on a public beach? Granted, you, you had the beach closed. I get it. Whatever. But an open space nonetheless with no protection on him. He obviously wasn't wearing a bulletproof vest. He was had no shirt on and got... Uh, hold on. Oh God. Okay, I'm fine. We saw that the the uh, Secret Service wasn't within a step of him. So if you think Old Man Johnson, Craig Robertson, is capable of sniping that person, therefore you had to kill him. What makes you think that you know Bob Johnson, a person half his age that might actually have the skill to take that shot, isn't out and about? Then he's bike riding. He's riding his bike with his, you know, down a trail. Cool. I'm sure that there was a couple of bikes behind him. There was probably some people in front of him. Those people were probably Secret Service. I get it. But who's hiding in the bushes? You're on a trail. You're on a public trail going down the street. You know, people, you ride your bikes on trails around wherever you live. There's, you know, off in the cut, there could be someone there. And if that person wants to kill somebody, that person doesn't care about their own safety, right? My point is this. If you are so worried about the president's safety that you had to kill Craig Robertson for the posts he made on Facebook and the pictures he posted on Facebook, why in the hell... Would you allow the president one week later out in public like that 
do you think you eliminated the threat? Well, we killed Craig Robertson. Everything's safe now. That's just the guy that was stupid enough to post shit on social media. That right there should have been enough for you to eliminate the possibility that was ever going to happen from him. But how many people are lined up behind him wanting to do the same thing? They're just not stupid enough to get on Facebook and whatever else and talk about it. That's why I personally don't know, and I don't think, that Craig Robertson was the threat that he was deemed to be. And the fact that you'll never see anything about this, there's no body cam front for, uh, footage, there's no ring footage because they taped the fucking camera up. We're never going to know what happened, but I still go back to what I said the other day. It's interesting how you have a person who posted shit on Facebook about whatever. We know his whole life story. We know his whole backstory. We know we saw all his pictures. We saw his post. We saw all this stuff. And in the meantime, three months later, we still have yet to hear anything more about the Nashville school shooter and the manifesto that she put out. That just goes to show you how crooked this whole thing is. And it goes on. So, I um, was thinking about the Maui fires. Okay? And you feel horrible for the people that live that live there. Or, you know, the regular, I should say, the regular people that live there. I'm not talking about the, the, uh, the elites. And I'm going to get into them in here in a minute. But it's interesting, and I talked about this briefly the other day because the story was just kind of unfolding about forest fires and how we're going to see a lot of conspiracy theories. Now, what I thought that was ironic was I had just done a show about um, Project Woodpecker and HARP and weather control and those things. And the HARP machine is something that creates natural disasters uh, via whether it be weather anomalies or earthquakes or forest fires or stuff like that. But then as this whole situation was unfolding and since then you've seen a lot of stuff you'm sure you have about uh, a do DEW a direct energy weapon, right? These things actually exist. We have them. China has them. I think Iran has them. You know, there's plenty of countries, China that have them. Now, am I going to sit here and tell you that this was what it was? I don't know. I, I don't know. This is what is a conspiracy theory, right? And when we don't have all the details, we're just simply brushed off with the fact that, oh, it was just a forest fire that got out of control. Because it, depending on where you live, you get it, okay? I live in Florida. There are forest fires. They get out of control, Okay. If you live in California, there are forest fires. They get out of control. You get it. We're, I've never, I'm not saying they've never happened, but I've never heard of forest fire in, in, in uh, Hawaii. I'm not saying they've never happened. But it's interesting to me, regardless of it being a direct energy weapon or a random fire that did get out of control or if it was human error if a human started the fire for whatever reason it's interesting to me and this is how conspiracies happen okay so 
Maui was deemed or is deemed to be a smart city. Okay, and we've talked about smart cities on this show, and I labeled the areas that were going to be them. If you don't recall that show, go back and look for smart cities, whatever. Um, <laughs> to the point where a few, like a month or so ago, they had a conference there on the island about smart cities. And I think in during the conference, one of the topics of was to obtain land. Now, I've never been to Hawaii. I've never been to Maui. I don't know that I would ever go. Um, but looking at the pictures, it's it's not like this forest fire happened in the city. Okay? Uh, it was off... Not, I don't want to say out in the cut. You know, it wasn't like out in the middle of nowhere. Obviously, people were affected. But it's not like it was heavily populated area, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But, so I'm going to read this article... And this, and it basically goes Maui wildfire spark controversy. Um, I'm sorry, conspiracies, theories about space lasers, okay, and Oprah land grabs and suspicious trees, and we're going to cover all that, okay. So the Maui wildfires have drawn bizarre conspiracy theories that elites, such as President Biden and Oprah, may have used lasers to intentionally set the deadly blaze for their own nefarious ends. <clears throat> Photos claiming to show space lasers raining destruction down on the Hawaiian city have gained millions of views across social media, while images of trees still standing amid the inferno's aftermath have been cited as evidence that the fires were not natural. Uh, Everything is burnt but the trees, but don't point that out, or you're a conspiracy theorist, wrote one of the users on Twitter, or X, the platform, formerly called Twitter, along... uh, Side footage of people driving through cindered remains of a neighborhood. But the unlikely internet sleuths hypothesis were easily debunked. So this will be interesting to find out how that is. That post along with others like it was flagged by readers who linked the Britannica article uh, concisely explaining why trees were still standing. What's interesting in this article I'm reading, there's a picture of a laser just straight beaming down. I don't know that this is necessarily Maui or what, but... Looks like it could be. Anyway, some plants are able to survive. This is this is from the Encyclopedia Britannica. Some plants are able to survive wildfires due to layer of thermal insulation provided by their bark, dead leaves, or moist tissues. The article read. That's and, and so, and, and I'm not a botanist. I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read you some numbers here in a little bit, and you tell me what you think. So I'll read on here. That's not usual, Oregon State University Assistant Professor of Wildfire Risk Science, Christopher Dunn told the AP, when shown the photos explaining that trees and plants often survive urban fires unscathed due to their water content. Numerous other experts weighed in on and confirmed these conclusions. As for the photos of space lasers, people posted images of what appeared to be a beam of light coming down from high and exploding in balls of fire on Maui. That was a direct energy weapon assault on the people, a man said alongside one such photo and Instagram video. And I say that because my friend in Hawaii, which is going to show this picture here, showed the laser beam coming out of the sky directly targeting the city. 
the photos turned out to be to have nothing to do with sci-fi weaponry why or even a year to 2023 but instead showed a 2018 control burn in at an ohio refinery it still doesn't count for the fucking beam coming out of the sky <laughs> i'm just gonna say that a local man a uh, local ohio man confirmed he took the photo in response to request a local paper asking da 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 okay Reported laser beam shooting down from the space appeared to be a little more than a lens flare. Bullshit. That has visible different patterns to other shots from central paper. So they're going to have... Oh, so like this... <laughs> so this other one showing it was a SpaceX rocket launch from 2018. I don't know that they, they launched fucking SpaceX from Hawaii. I, I don't know that they do or they don't, but whatever. Um, so... Point being is this. <laughs> Conspiracies are going to be built to be debunked. And and, I, and I'm very skeptical, personally. I'm very skeptical. I, I should say this. At first, I was very skeptical. Because I was like, well, you know, forest fires, they do crazy things. Okay. Um, you know, so... And this is what I was talking about a second ago. The story also focused on a science conference held in Maui in January. <laughs> and it says that lightly touched on smart cities known as the 15-minute cities. That's, But that's not true because the fucking conference was titled uh, F- Smart Cities. So, I, you know, I kind of call bullshit on, on your article here, New York Post. Anyway, so this is what I wanted to get into. So I saw a lot of videos. And one of the videos that stuck out to me yesterday was... A person was like, look at the cars are melted. You know, the, the metal's melted. The aluminum's melted. The glass is melted. It's not even that the glass was shattered or whatever. It was melted. And uh, and then you see the footprints of these houses in this town that are they're burnt straight down. I mean, there's nothing there. Now, like I said, I've never been to Hawaii. I imagine most of the houses there don't have chimney. Like when you see forest fires in certain parts of the country, like the house might be gone, but there's still the chimney. Well, the chimney's made of stone, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and, and the trees, it's very interesting. Like the ground, like the property, let's say it's a, you know, a quarter acre of property and it's scorched earth. There's nothing there. Like you can see where the house was the footprint of the house and you can see the property and it's it's all burnt but the palm trees and whatever are, are fine okay and like i said i don't know the whole water retention da 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 whatever but the metal that the the cars for example melting caught my eye okay if if the house was built with you know plywood and wood okay that makes sense Fire is going to burn that bitch down with the quickness. I get it. So the first question I had was, what temperature does your average forest fire burn at? Okay. And um, the flashpoint or temperature which a, which wood will burst into flames is 572, um, 572 degrees Fahrenheit. So, I mean, that's just wood catching on fire okay so what about a forest fire okay so it depends on how big tall widespread it is how long it's been going okay so 
just to give you an idea, the surface of the sun is 6,000 degrees Celsius. Okay, everything's going to be in Celsius. Fortunately, I have the Fahrenheit numbers for you. 11,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And who cares about the sun? We're talking about a forest fire. And why it's not giving me the fucking numbers now. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, here it is. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I scrolled. I scrolled too far. Uh, the average surface fire on a forest fire on the forest floor may have flames reaching one meter in height and can reach a temperatures of 800 degrees Celsius or 1400 degrees Fahrenheit more um, or more. Under extreme conditions, a fire can give off 10,000 kilowatts or more per meter of fire. This would mean that a flame heights of 50 meters or more, the flame temperature is exceeding 1,200 degrees Celsius or 20, almost 2,200 degrees Fahrenheit. So even if you split the difference and say, uh, and say that it was 1,000, degrees celsius okay so let's say it was burning around 1800 degrees fahrenheit okay pretty hot i i mean hotter than i would think you know and i'm i'm not an expert so i wanted to look this up so okay so you hear the gentleman talking about the cars melting the metal the glass da, 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 da. so first i needed to find out how hot does it get in a forest fire boom so then what is the melting points, melting and boiling points of different items? Okay. And I have everything here. I have everything now. So simply, I just want to look at aluminum. Okay. So aluminum melts at a thousand. I'm sorry, looking at bronze <laughs> at 658 uh, degrees Celsius is a melting point for aluminum okay so what did we say the fire was anywhere from 800 to 1200 degrees celsius and like i said if we split the difference say a thousand then obviously aluminum at 658 degrees celsius is going to melt no no problem so then if you go down to um like iron cars aren't made of iron so we, you know we'll even iron, just, just for shits and giggles, you're talking about 1,200 degrees Celsius, so still in that ballpark. Um, I don't know if it has rubber. Does it have rubber on here? No. But sand, no. So it doesn't have rubber. But um, so obviously the fire is hot enough to burn that. So this is where... <laughs> This is where your conspiracy and the the direct energy weapon theory comes into play. Okay, so I'm watching this video, and the guy's like, look, the cars are melting. The fire was so hot. The cars were melting. It wasn't just a fire. It was a direct energy weapon. And I'm like, okay, well, before we start just saying that the government's out to kill us all, which may or may not be true, uh the one thing I noticed in, in the videos was I see no houses. Uh, the cars are melted to the ground. Trees are standing tall. And the pavement is no burns. The pavement, the asphalt running through these neighborhoods is fine. So you live in a neighborhood. If you live in just an average neighborhood and you have a row of houses on both sides of the street, like where I live, there's a road runs 
north south there's uh, you know i don't know 20 houses on each side of the road okay all these houses are burnt to the ground all the cars are melted to the driveway but the concrete driveway is fine the asphalt road is fine so then i'm thinking well shit what's the boiling point of of asphalt that this fire was obviously hot enough to burn the shit down out of a house which okay wood house i get it but able to melt cars to the concrete does does asphalt have a higher boiling point or melting point than um <laughs> than aluminum or like a vehicle would have and the answer is no <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. Now, and, and I'm going to tell you this just based on the fact that I live in Florida, and I'm not saying Florida is the hottest place on earth, but I will say this. I recall when I was a young lad, when asphalt was first invented, no, I'm joking, but I do recall I worked at a place, this was way back in the day, and I worked at Walmart. This was pff, 28 years ago. We were unloading a truck outside. They had just paved the parking lot like a month before. So it wasn't like it was just paved yesterday. It was like a month month earlier. Store was going through a remodel, blah, 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 whatever. And it was a summer day. It was hot. It was a hot summer day. It was so hot. How hot was it that we were pulling a pallet jack? And the pallet jack, it had a lot of weight on it. I could not, we could not pull it through the parking lot. Because the asphalt, it was so hot outside. Not that it was 5,000 degrees outside. It was probably 90-something degrees. But, you know, direct sunlight beaming on the, on the black asphalt. That the tires were sinking into the asphalt. And I started thinking about that. I'm like, well, shit. If, if it's hot enough to melt a car to the concrete, surely that asphalt should be fucking liquid. Right? Because if, if I'm pulling a pallet jack over a asphalt parking lot in 90 something degree heat and the and it's sinking into the asphalt it's already melting right so the melting point of asphalt is 167 degrees celsius which is roughly 304 let's just call it 400 degrees Fahrenheit. So obviously that day it wasn't 400 degrees Fahrenheit. So when I'm saying melting point, that means it's not asphalt like you see in the street. It's not even soft from just the heat of the day. It's liquid. It's liquid asphalt at 167 degrees Celsius. So of everything I mentioned, it's the lowest number. So of the cars melting, of the asphalt, or I'm sorry, of the uh, aluminum melting, of the glass melting... The one thing that should have been a liquid mess is the street. So when you want to talk about conspiracies and you want to call these people that saw or didn't see or thought they saw or whatever, a laser beam shooting down from the sky, you start, this is the one thing of everything else. This is the one thing that makes me wonder, are they right? A direct energy weapon. You can point it. You can bam, 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 bam. And you don't. And, and with something like this, you don't need to concentrate a whole fucking twenty-minute burst. You can just bam, 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 bam. You, if cars are parked in the driveway of the house, 
they're going to melt. House is going to disintegrate because the houses disintegrated. It's not like a hurricane or a tornado or whatever came through and leveled the houses. They disintegrated. There's nothing there. It's literally ash. These people lost everything. Okay? So when people start raising questions about these things, this, of all the other things, I can 100% get behind a forest fire and it was just bad luck. I can 100% get behind that. But if you're going to sit here and make questions and say, oh, the house is burnt to the ground, the, the trees have water and that was why they didn't burn. Okay, I don't know anything about that. I'm not a botanist. So I can look it up and I'm going to find what I find because, you know, the Internet's not manipulated or anything, right? This is the one thing that causes me to question everything. <laughs> the asphalt is still intact. It didn't melt. Answer me that. Then, when you have this interesting video, so I found this. I'm going to play this for you right here. Did you know Oprah Winfrey has been securing Maui land like it's a trending bestseller? In just 2023, she invested in a vast 520-acre plot for $3.89 million, then went for another 330 acres at $2.47 million, not to mention the two 10-acre patches she bought in 2022 for $100,000 each. From a mere 100 acres in Maui, Oprah now commands over 1,000 acres. But here's the twist. Amidst this real estate surge, a sudden fire happens, destroying homes nearby, but leaving her vast terrains unscathed. Does that ring a bell? Think back to 2017. A deadly fire consumed homes near her Montecito mansion, yet once again, Oprah's property emerged untouched. And after that event, she expanded her Montecito land holdings to a whopping 70 acres, even snapping up a four-acre complex in 2019, which was decimated by mudslides shortly after the 2017 fire. The connections, the acquisitions, and the timing are definitely food for thought. Stay tuned with us for more mysteries and money tales. So, I mean, now I'm going to also say this. Does Oprah Winfrey have access to a direct energy weapon? Doubtful. But why is she buying up all this land? Is it so she can then sell it to the government? Is it? I, I don't know. The one thing that is interesting, you see the people that live in this area. And I'm not talking about Oprah, just Oprah. The other elites that live in this area, their property is unscathed. What was their stuff extra hydrated? Then you go into the whole theory of the the hydrants were turned off. The kids getting let out of school or, or school was canceled or whatever. Parents not being notified. Most of these deaths they're saying are children that were at home. I hope that's not true, but there's a lot of questions here. But much like Craig Robertson, we're never going to have the answers that we want because if you knew the truth, well, then you might just raise up. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. It is Wednesday, August 16, 2023. I will be back on Friday. I really want to come in and end the end the week with a, a good show. So I'm doing some research on our presidential candidates and who, if any of them, we can trust. 
All right, guys, you have a great day. Um, don't forget, check us out on social media at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And if you want to go to our website, it's don'ttreadonamerica.com. Make sure whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, you're following the show. And then most importantly, guys, please share this with your friends. And don't forget to check out that D-Tom store and check out some of that cool-ass merch we got in there. Other than that, guys, you have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Friday.